One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed. In this particular episode is Cues of the Force. Qualms. I've said that one before. I know. Uh, qualms of the Force. Uh, I, I'm feeling qualmy. Uh, but also ready for the actual cues. Questions. Questions of the Force. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. 
I'm Ken Napsack. Don't you worry about it. Say qualms all you want, because that's even how I said the center of the galaxy once and never stopped. I, I thought to myself every <laughs> week, I'm going to change that. And then we all started broadcasting regularly three, four times a week. And it's just been a thing. So qualms it is. Qualms. No qualms uh, with qualms. Oh, no qualms with qualms. Uh, I, I, I like the from the center of the galaxy because it sounds like we're broadcasting from Coruscant or Hosnian Prime. Every once in a while when I'm, when I'm about to start, I forget where we broadcast from. So I'm like, from the center of Toledo? What do we say? Every once in a while, it just goes away. <laughs> Every once in a while, our brains freeze, but we're here. we're here. Yeah, a lot of uh, freezing brains, but they are red hot today as we take your questions. Uh, we're going to be talking about Audible, of course. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. This week, for the last time for now, we are going to be recommending Battle Scars by Sam Meggs. Oh, we have been behind on our reading, but we got a chance to catch up with this one. We read it. We discussed it. If you would like to give it a listen, you can download that free audiobook today by going to audibletrial.com slash center. One more time, that's audibletrial.com slash center for your free audiobook. But there are still more A's to go with our Q's. Go for it, Ken. Yes, our current ask. No qualms about this ask here is we are trying to reach a new goal on Patreon. If you want to consider supporting us at patreon.com slash force center, uh, help us reach our new goal, which is another ranked live stream episode. We're live streaming exclusive to patrons, uh, but then releasing it to the public after this will happen when we reach uh, 2200 a month, $2,200 a month to help uh, make that dream come true. We uh, thank you all uh, for making the last one come true, which was the sequel trilogy scenes, our favorite sequel trilogy scenes. A lot of fun doing it and doing it exclusively with that live audience. So check it out at patreon.com slash We're also saying this uh, double check because we added the merch levels. Uh, this is handed handled in an automatic fashion, so to speak from uh, Patreon. That's why we went this way. So, uh, some of you might need to update your shipping address. Uh, maybe you moved since you started supporting us, or maybe you didn't include it because that wasn't something necessarily that was asked of you when you signed up because we weren't necessarily doing the merch. In the past, a lot of the merch was handled by us on our own, me going to a mailbox center with a bushel of, uh, of uh, you know, uh, bags to mail out things. <laughs> uh, now it's all... Uh, handled through patreon so uh you uh, need to uh, check your shipping address double check it especially for waiting for a reward uh we also have uh the well when does this end <laughs> this i've been traveling all week uh yeah, don't worry about this one, Ken. This, one this one crossed over, this one crossed over into the netherworld don't worry no more asks everybody <laughs> patreon let it go yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Patreon.com slash four center. I rudely talked over Ken. No. Uh, Ken was going to promote the survey because I kept it in the show notes, but it is uh, closing uh, on, on May 7th today, and we've gotten so many responses. Thank you all for taking the time to do that, and maybe more surveys coming. Maybe indeed, maybe indeed. Yes, I'm in, I'm in one of those do not know the actual date weeks of my life i just know it is uh, what day it is and what time of day it is so we'll recover but we got some questions so joseph uh go ahead and take over with the cues yeah it is cues time we have two from patrons on patreon we have one question from twitter and we have a great power of the light side segment so we're going to dive into questions from patrons on patreon this one comes to us from brian babcock 
Ryan says, hello, Ken and Joseph. I'm curious if either of you have a way to articulate your love of Star Wars to non-Star Wars fans. More specifically, I don't mean trying to justify it to negative people, uh, but for example, if someone was to say, I've seen a couple of movies, they're fun, but I just don't understand the obsession people have. I often respond with, it probably helps to be introduced to the films at a young age. While you can still love the films if you watch them for the first time as an adult, there's something truly magical about the world of Star Wars to a child. It essentially seeps into your DNA and rewires you to be a lifelong Star Wars fan. I haven't really uh, been able to explain it better than that. So I was curious if you have had similar comments and questions posed to you and what your responses would be. As always, thanks for reading and may the force be with you. This is a great and fun question. Uh, Ken, uh, have you had this conversation as Brian is asking? Do you get people who are not actively negative, but just like, what is, what, what's the deal? Yeah. Why, why, why do you people like those wars in the stars? Yeah, yeah, in various forms. Uh, we often hear lately in the last year or so, obviously you have been talking about sometimes uh, run into the negative folks out there and that kind of experience. But beyond that, yeah, it, it's impossible not to have that conversation if you walk into my house. And I have a ton of Star Wars stuff everywhere. Uh, but if you're just even in our living room, you're going to see some things that have made many a uh, – you know, a, a plumber, electrician, uh, someone passing their mouse that doesn't know me too well going, hey, you seem to like Star Wars. It <laughs> uh, seemed to like a lot. So, yeah, that uh, then I've, I've mentioned a lot of exchanges I've had in green rooms at comedy clubs, uh, uh, specifically uh, Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank, where it's going to come up because they hear either my intro or they see my hat. Uh, and, and I will say this, a lot of people, uh, you know, aren't negative. They're just, oh, hey, Star Wars. Yeah, I kind of like that. And that's where the conversation goes. So, yeah, I've had those conversations. Yeah, no, I, I've definitely had those conversations and they've they've changed over the years. I used to have them much more. Um, I would have them sometimes with, uh, with the career professionals. I've mentioned this before. This was one of those uh, kind of uh, generational shifting moments uh, when sadly my apartment had been broken into and somebody stole uh, very quickly uh, just the video game consoles. But I had mm -hmm. action figures all over the wall and the police officer, which... I, I was, you know, still relatively young. So in my mind, it was that kind of Sesame Street thing of like <laughs> adults are fire people and police officers and dentists yeah. and any authority figure is older than me. And this yeah. cop was not older than me. And the cop looked around and was like, uh, damn, I, yeah, I, I would have taken some of these toys. You're lucky he didn't take your awesome Star Wars toys. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> a generational change moment. Uh, for me. But uh, when I was uh, early in my career in Minneapolis doing a lot of theater and comedy, and I was also doing shows at the convention I talk about all the time, Convergence, and eventually those worlds merged, uh, mm. but they were very separate at the beginning. Yeah. And the the Convergence thing was a kind of a thing I went off and, <laughs> and did in a weird, weird convention out there that he does once a year. Uh, and a lot of theater people at the time did did like genre stuff. But then there were people who were a little bit older than me were there. That was kid stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. Star Wars and Star Trek and, and comic books. Those are all kind of in a in a in a box of maybe less than <laughs> yeah, maybe just yeah. different, maybe just for kids. Uh, so I had a lot of those conversations uh, exactly what Brian said. It's like, well, it's been a, a huge part of my life since I was a child. It fired my imagination. 
it, it's a it's a sense of fun, uh, kind of all those kind of straightforward things. And then as I as I got a little bit older, I did start to push back and being like, did 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 it does like share a lot of themes with theater, <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. with ancient myths and Shakespearean themes and. Uh, and I would have some good conversations sometimes, and, and sometimes I would have some people who were just like, they were never, they asked, but I don't think they wanted to understand. And at that point, there's nothing you can do. Yeah, that's a great, yeah. At some point, you just kind of shrug. Uh, hey, I, I I like pineapple and pizza. Sorry, you don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's evolved now that, that you know, we have the podcast and we talk about it all the yeah. time and I've got to meet other people in, in the community and I have an inkling from everybody's uh, uh, great, you know, social media and responding to questions here of how other people absorb it. So it is a little bit different for me now than it was back in the day. Uh, is it different for you now than it was when you were younger? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, just the way it affects us more, the way we talk about it more. Um, I, I, I want to explain more. Right. And that's mm-hmm. where maybe the last couple of years to, can tend to get a little grumpy. I've even had to explain, <laughs> I'm sorry, I got a part-time job now writing for some stuff, uh, for a, a kind of a pop culture website. And even I've had to explain to some people of like, well, no, no, actually, I like the Gungans, and let me tell you why. And it, and then I have to I have to make sure I, I'm not a, I'm not an a hole, right? You don't want yeah. to become you, or just like you know, oh, you've engaged with them this level, and that's fine. So yeah, the, I just I find I don't know if you find too, and this, Brian, this is a great question, but Joseph, I don't know if you find too. Sometimes I just feel, like, oh, you've you've asked, I'm bursting to the seams to tell you why this affects my life and also other people's <laughs> lives, even if I can't yeah. explain it perfectly all the time. I just like, oh yeah yeah yeah, you asked, I want to answer. Yeah, no, I mean, I think for myself, it's always wanting to understand who is asking and what are they really asking and how much uh, do I need to contain myself? (laughs) Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, Because I think sometimes people ask because they're truly curious about my love. Like, Mm -hmm. um, I want to understand why you like it and they're they're not interested in explaining it for themselves. They want to understand why I like it. Um, But then I think sometimes people are asking in a way that is, can you help me find a way in? So I, right. I definitely want to understand that. And if the person is just going to ask you like, why do you like that thing that I'm never going to make time for? Mm-hmm. Uh, childhood is still a, a big part of it. But I think the, the go-to thing that I've uh, been saying is for myself, it's the endlessly fascinating layers. Mm-hmm. It is fun, weird adventures with the laser swords and bizarre aliens and exciting worlds and all that. But under all that fun, pulpy bonkersness uh, is these life lessons that actually helped me through my life. So I, I love yeah. it from how wild and weird and funny it is, but it also has real depth. Um, and at that point, if the conversation is going to continue, <laughs> the, yeah, at some yeah. points, the conversation is, huh? Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I have been talking a lot about um, stuff that that we've experienced can um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but also that we've heard from listeners of like yeah it's it, when I talk about the themes I don't just mean I could write a great you know thesis for a school I mean what it has to say about anger helps people uh, the mm-hmm. idea of the force is a way to talk about creativity and art and becoming in tune more in tune with yourself and nature those things really matter. And, and even if it might not work for everybody, Star Wars unlocks those 
incredibly important real life things for people. And that I think is the part of the conversation where it, it sometimes can really step away from how can you, how can you like that? That's clearly a guy in a mask. <laughs> what do you mean that puppet changed your life? Uh, gets away from any of that sort of judgy stuff to just like, I'm giving you information. This thing helps people with real stuff in life. And I think mm-hmm. that's sometimes where uh, the communication can become better. Now, that's a great way to look at it, uh, of this stuff matters. And I'm with you too. I think we, we've been exposed to many wonderful personal testimonies of Star Wars uh, and, and and Star Wars finding people even late in life. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. think Brian's wrong saying, hey, it, it helps to maybe be introduced at a younger age. Um, I, I think that can be true. And that's my story. I, I would say it's probably your story too, Joseph, but it's not necessarily everyone's story. Uh, some of our Force Center listeners, you know, Force Awakens brought them on and they were mm-hmm. in their early 20s or uh, older. One of the stories I, I never met her or worked with her personally, but uh, the, the writer and improver, uh, Heather Ann Campbell, uh, was on uh, our old buddies, uh, Steve and Alex's, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, Black Series Rebel show uh, back in 2017, 2018, talking about The Last Jedi, talking about it with much passion. That was her first Star Wars film. Hmm. She, she had heard about it. You know, she wasn't, wasn't raised in a bomb shelter where she emerged. <laughs> but she was like, oh, I'm going to, people seem to be talking about this. I'm going to go see it. And she fell in love with Star Wars then, right? I was fascinated mm. by that. Uh, someone who is, is is not only older, but is in the business and, uh, you know, understands the storytelling work. And, and so it can find you at any time. And so how to fully explain that is has been the struggle. But I, I like what, what you're saying of, you know, it might not be for you but it is for others and it's it informs my life it inspires me it changes me that's one way now that i wouldn't describe it years ago uh mm-hmm. years ago it'd be a little bit more and i still like stars on this level beyond the pew 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 but the hey i like i like looking at it as a real uh, living history document and mm-hmm. i love wondering what's happened next which is why I, i've never even before i'd really take uh, did those deep dives on themes with you here in force center like I, I, I never had a bunch of what ifs because I was always like, oh, cool. What's next? That's the story. Um, mm-hmm. And that's how I looked at it. So but from that to now say, hey, this is how I talk about Star Wars and engage with Star Wars has changed me. If if people have time to have me say that sentence or two, Brian, I'll say that. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. It, and it really is. Uh, it is the art of conversation of what what are they actually asking? How much do they want to hear? Are there are there follow up mm-hmm. questions? Um, I, I think the other thing for me is when I, when I perceive that what somebody is actually asking, or, or sometimes I can just ask if mm-hmm. they're looking for a way in themselves, uh, yeah, yeah. I think I have also through the podcast learned lots of different ways into star Wars. Uh, I totally agree with Brian, it, it, the, the hooking, hooking you while you're young and it is just utterly fantastic. And you're swept along in the adventure and the emotion. You've never seen anything like it. Huge, huge. Uh, it, it opens up creative doors with the toys at home, everything we talk about. But I, I think I have run into some people who re, uh, you encounter it in, you know, 18, 20, mm-hmm. into their 30s. And it is the family drama. It is the, mm-hmm. uh, I, m- my life <laughs> has not, uh, you know, my family isn't perfect. Here's a story about a family that isn't perfect. <laughs> yeah. And that is I- I- extremely powerful. You know, hearing about people who are like C-3PO. I relate to C-3PO. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I, I'll, I'll try to understand what people like and see if there's a way in. Um, mm-hmm. There, Like I said, there were some theater people who 
did find a way in from like, oh, I thought of it as popcorn blockbuster, all of these kind of labels. I didn't mm-hmm. really think about it that it's an ancient myth. Uh, I didn't realize that one part of it is a, a Shakespearean tragedy where a character has a tragic flaw. Um, and mm-hmm. that can be a way in. Um, I always remember I have a, a actor friend uh, in the Twin Cities who's, I, I want to think he's about 14 years older than me, uh, was the wrong age uh, for Star Wars and mm-hmm. was never, ever a, a jerk about it, but was just like, not for me. <laughs> I like your toys, Joseph. Those aren't for me. Um, just a wonderful, uh, charming, thoughtful uh, actor, uh, great comedy actor, great director, um, who reached out to me and said, I, I went to see Force Awakens because uh, everybody's talking about it. I was curious and I'd seen the Star Wars before and it's like, yeah, I get it. Like, but Force Awakens really grabbed me and I didn't, I, and I, I wasn't sure why. And he's like, I, I listened to your podcast. And this was like our first deep dive um, mm. where we, re- I mean, we'd done a couple of preview episodes and that, but this is our first yeah. episode where we really like did what we do now, which is dive in. Uh, and he's like, that, that your, your podcast helped me, you know, think through why it was speaking to me. And I think for him, it was the generational thing, you know, of, mm-hmm. of seeing a version of Star Wars that had people, closer to his age in Han and Leia trying to guide the younger generation. And that's why that one finally clicked for him a little bit more. And I don't know if he went on to be like, I'm not seeing him post pictures on, on, you know, Facebook uh, waiting in midnight lines or anything like that. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen him covered in, uh, in last Jedi merch. So I don't know if his love extended beyond force awakens, but that was, uh, such a great moment like you're talking about where it can find you at all sorts of different times and different ages for different reasons. Yeah, there's some about that too. And, and, and maybe we're moving beyond uh, even Brian's uh, uh, question here, framing the conversation. But, I, you know, where like my experience with, with Lord of the Rings, I obviously knew of them growing up, but I did not I didn't read them. I wasn't uh, given them to read. Uh, the Hobbit, Lord of the Rings. I didn't watch the animated movie. I just, I just knew there were these things, right? And it wasn't until the movies, Jackson's movies, that and and, and the second one. I didn't see it until Two Towers, mm. and I was uh, 26 at the time. So I'm with all my uh, former Groundling buds. The day we all got voted out, we all went and saw Two Towers at ArcLight, and immediately got pulled in. But I think as a kid, Star Wars was what was like, ooh, I would like to do that, right? Be a hero fighting this galactic war. And then it was like, uh, as I was older here, I'm just in my mid twenties, still young, but it wasn't, <laughs> ooh, I would like to do that. It was like, I wonder if I could, right? Could I face those challenges? Mm. Could I find that inside me? And that's kind of been uh, how I engage with it going forward, right? And and going to your buddy with with Force Awakens is like, can can I do that? Can I can I help the generation after me? Uh, well, <laughs> what's in there for me? And that's a different way to engage with it. And that's kind of how I might explain it to someone who's asking about my hat and is curious about why I like kid stuff or something. Um, I don't know if it works, <laughs> but it could be. Why do you like kid stuff is, I, I think, a pretty aggressive way to ask about Star Wars. Yeah, but, but isn't it kind of the tone sometimes? <laughs> it is. It definitely was back in the day. I, I think I think things have, have changed a lot. Things have changed a lot and, and for the better, I think. Yeah. Uh, that is a great question, Brian. Thank you so much for kicking us off. Uh, any final thoughts before we move on, Ken? Uh, no, I think it's going to flow nicely in the next one. I probably will have more. Uh, the, the perfect explanation will, will eventually pop in my brain one day, Brian. 
Yeah. Until then, we'll we'll keep trying. Uh, great question, Brian. Thank you very much. We're going to move on to our next question from Fraser J. Fraser says, uh, "Hello there, Ken and Joseph. This one crossed my mind during my last rewatch of the Kenobi show." So many parts of Star Wars have made me emotional in recent years, probably because as an adult, I dive into a lot of the themes uh, that bit deeper as opposed to when I was a kid mm-hmm. watching Star Wars for the thrill and adventure. The Andor finale, Rogue One, pretty much all of Revenge of the Sith, uh, Tala and Ned B's final moments in Kenobi in the end of Rise of Skywalker are just a few of the things that have made me shed a tear or ten in recent memory. However, I was thinking about my very first viewing of Return of the Jedi when I was nine years old. Remember, even then, that had me welling up. I was nine. Not sure exactly why it had such an effect on me at such a young age, but I believe it was the feeling of my childhood hero's journey coming to an end. I was sad it was over, but so happy they'd saved the galaxy. And well, the Ewoks, of course. Anyway, I was wondering if either of you had similar stories or memories of the first time Star Wars really grabbed you and found its place in your heart. Was there a moment when you were younger where you realized it wasn't just another story but something special cheers Mm. from australia and may the force be with you both this is a great question uh potentially a a big question ken Mm. where where does your mind go is there a defining moment where you realized it was it was something more than than one of your other stories yeah early on and some of these things have have been mentioned before on the on, on the podcast as as happens when we broadcast for nine seasons but so I apologize for repeating it, but but Return of the Jedi was the, the first big experience of mine, even though I'd been around it uh, and saw it in the drive-in, all that kind of stuff. But I, I do remember leaving, and 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 we're I think I'm riding in the back of a uh, uh, Subaru station wagon at the time. I, don't, I can't remember. Uh, and staring out at the window in the stars, leaving Return of the Jedi, and just being um, like. Not that I'm like, I wonder what's going. Uh, is this happening out there? But just that kind of like the <laughs> larger. Larger galaxy, larger story. What could happen? And that led to me wanting to tell my own stories, right? I, I, I ended up not being a writer, director type, but that's what I wanted. Those were the first things I wanted to be. I wanted, I, I want to be like George Lucas. That came out of that, and that's, and that was when I knew there was something more to these stories. I couldn't explain it. It's still struggling to, to, to explain, uh, you know, get answer Brian's question. But uh, <laughs> it was the playing with it and taking it home, and and the stories. Uh, I, I think a lot, a lot of kids had that imagination, but I, I think you and me and, and Jennifer, and a lot of people, not just people went on to creative endeavors, but a lot of people who listen and take in Star Wars now like this, like I didn't just play with my space Legos. Every one of the little minifigs had names <laughs> and adventures and I picked them up week to week and it was the continuation of telling my own stories. And that came from that. And one of the specific moments I do remember is reading the novelization the Alan Dean Foster ghost written, uh, you know, novelization of, of, of a new hope finishing the book. Uh, and you know, it's a quick read now, but as a kid, that was quite an adventure <laughs> and, and flipping back. And I've, I've addressed this, I know on the show before, but flipping back to the early pages and here, you know, we're on Yavin, the day's been saved. Luke's getting a medal, but I remember lo- flipping back and going, wow. I just literally like eight, literally just going like, wow. Remember when he was on Tatooine? I remember all that along the way. So it was like, you know, just this kind of silly. I'm eight, just looking back going, wow, this was quite an adventure. What a journey. What a journey. And and, and so I'm not crying. I'm not being pulled. But it was just like, I, I knew there was something bigger and something more. And that never left me. Uh, and then it's changed. And then wanting to find out, you know, sometimes it was, uh, I just like the action. And, and and I do love the Empire and their toys and all those things I've, I've thought growing up. But post Last Jedi, 
coming out of that first screening and just being like, what did I see? What do I feel about that? And want to know what that really meant to me mm. and compared to my expectations, uh, what I wanted with the Luke character. I wasn't surprised he died, but was that what I wanted and wanting to fully understand, well, what did, what did that all mean? What was mm. out and what did it mean to me? Was a big sea change in a long career of love and stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I mean, by the time, you know, the Disney sale is announced, um, talking mm-hmm. about Star Wars becomes, you know, a, a thing that's a big part of your life. And mm-hmm. it's, it, I think early on in, in public Star Wars talking on yeah. podcasts in, in various streaming channels is understandable to, to really focus on the what's going to happen, who's going to be there, how's it going to play out, how many movies will uh, Mark Hamill be in. Uh, all that stuff was, to me, like the return of the the playground bar conversations of yeah, all the, yeah. the what ifs. Um, and I think it's one of the real triumphs of the sequel trilogy and in Last Jedi in particular, that it really encourages you to ask, what is this all about? I, I think that is, mm-hmm. in many ways, the mission of The Last Jedi. It's obviously to tell the stories and it's about these characters, but as you know, we've talked about before, I feel like it is um, holding up a lot of the ideas of, of Star Wars and torture testing them in order to validate them. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, when Luke Skywalker says, I will not be The Last Jedi, it it is incredibly powerful to me and in just like uh when i was a kid it makes me ask how can i be like luke skywalker yeah yeah absolutely yeah these are great memories and a a very cinematic of young young kenny staring (laughs) out the station wagon at the stars (laughs) speaking of amblin uh was was, uh, spielberg filming you during that moment (laughs) totally totally uh somewhere out there this could be happening right now yeah (laughs) <laughs> uh, I I, I want to see this animated, and then you're staring up at the stars, and then the stars reform into a picture of uh, of George Lucas with his little director's hat. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Pointing to the distance. Yeah, I, I there are definitely moments like this in, in my life. You you shared some great ones where not just moved by the stories. Uh, but sort of defining moments where I realized the the depth and the importance of it. I think for me, in some ways, Star Wars was, it was all around me at, mm. at first in, in my love. And I've talked about this before. If I just, I, I feel like for me, my family, we didn't travel much. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get to see the world. A lot of things felt very, um, gray and boxy and you know it wasn't as prevalent at the time to put pop culture on everything Mm -hmm. so you know kids are (laughs) i sound so oldie times here but kids were still just getting non-branded blocks and like here wooden blocks yeah go nuts the the world Mm. was so Mm. my day-to-day life was boxy and brown and dull Mm-hmm. And Star Wars was an explosion of color, the same way superheroes were. And the brief yeah. bit of Star Trek I got to see before it before we moved in, Star Trek wasn't on television anymore, and it was yeah. a thing I saw in a magazine at a grocery store every once in a while. Um, so, in some ways, like Star Wars, I always knew that Star Wars was not just another story because I had the action figures, mm-hmm. I had the trading cards, I had storybooks. 
and it was life. It was color. It was mm. my imagination. It, 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 it along with like superheroes and a handful of other things was where I went to feel alive. I didn't say mm. that to myself when I was six years old of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, rough day. I got to feel alive. I'm going to play with Yoda. I didn't say it that way or think mm-hmm. about it that way. But in retrospect, that that was true. Yeah. Yeah. One of the moments that I, that two moments that I remember around uh, Return of the Jedi that were, were both a little bit more like, oh, wow, I, I really need this. Um, I've mentioned this story before, um, you know, being alive in between Empire in, in Jedi enough to debate and think and wonder how is this possibly going to work out? How could how could Luke ever become powerful enough uh, to beat Vader? And, you know, and you're a kid and you don't understand the way narratives work. And like sometimes my brother be like, brother's three years older and he'd be like yeah i don't think luke can i think vader's gonna get him i think that's i think that's gonna be it like that's a possibility in your mind you know yeah yeah uh and they you know whatever scholastic thing where you could order books at school uh, which is also a spark of of life um i don't i must i don't know why i wasn't at school i wasn't sick or whatever but um anyway my brother stayed late at school Hey, this was before the film came out because they used to do it back then and the storybook came out of Return of the Jedi and he read about the first half and I don't know how he found a payphone at school or whatever but I remember distinctly that he called me on the telephone and just started telling me everything like okay Han does get out yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's still covered and frozen but he gets out but I remember like staring out the window when my brother told me he's like he did it Luke is a Jedi Knight and <laughs> getting like teary yeah. and yeah. that it meant something that I mm-hmm. had imprinted on Luke mm-hmm. and he succeeded and he became this great thing that he was striving to be of a Jedi. And I did not have any words for it mm-hmm. then, but I think that level of emotion and how much it affected me, it wasn't just a story. It wasn't just, I want those toys. They're fun to play with. It was, it was deeper. Yeah, that's amazing because that's happening in real time. The movies are rolling out in front of you, and Luke yeah. did it and not understanding it. Yeah, like one time I had a, I had a friend one time who, who you know who his wife um, uh, just didn't grow up with Star Wars, and and uh, he they watched one through six, and when Anakin fell, she was heartbroken. Yeah, heartbroken that he had fallen. I love that stuff. I'm sorry that there's tears, but but, but love it, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, you need it. Uh, a slightly darker thing around the same time. It was bright for me, uh, but I, I've made jokes about it, but it's true. Uh, we had moved, uh, we lived in Portland, Oregon uh, during Empire being out. And that was like just a, a great and wonderful and exciting time. And then we, we moved back and, and no to, to Minnesota. And uh, this is not a commentary on the, on the city as it exists now. Uh, we lived in, in St. Cloud, Minnesota, and it was, much smaller at the time. There just wasn't as much to do. And it, it felt smaller to me. I had some great times there, great memories mm-hmm. there, but this is when we first moved back and I, I didn't have any friends now <laughs> mm-hmm. and start a new school. And, uh, we were leaving a, uh, a store called Shopco, and it was just like a beautiful, brilliant sunset with, you know, uh, pinks and purples and oranges in the cloud. And I remember just taking a you know, a deep breath, like mm-hmm. it's cloud city. We're on cloud city. And my mm-hmm. mom for the first time got real concerned. And she's like, you, you know, it's not real. Right? 
and I had this fear of her taking Star Wars away from me. And like, yeah. it's kind of a scarier, you know, uh, not as great memory to be perfectly honest, but it yeah. was one of those moments where like a, a realization in my little kid brain that like, this is important to me. I know it's fantasy. I know it's not real, mm-hmm. but I really don't want it to leave my life. I would really not be okay with it leaving my life. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is, I love these kind of conversations. It makes me go other places. But what you're saying, if I don't really want to leave my life, I, I will admit that some of, sometimes, some of the defensiveness I have of Star Wars and of the property, and even if I have friends that make disparaging marks of it, even if I know it's not as deep for them, so of course they're going to make that, some of that rush to anger I have is the, don't you dare take this away from me. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. <laughs> You know, because I grew up thinking yeah. we only had three movies and some books I didn't understand. Like, like, it's not going anywhere, but there's that kind of like, no, no, don't you dare. Don't you dare try to put this fire out. How dare you? And I think I have to control that anger, that Sith anger a little bit more. But that vibe, you just made me think of that. Like, going even yeah. to what Brian was saying, I'm like, don't you dare. Don't you dare. I want you well, to love I, me. Like me. I, I, and I think that's some of, you know, some of when people say the discourse is, is difficult. I think a lot of people are totally fine with, I like that and other people didn't, you know. Mm-hmm. But when people express it, express a negative opinion about some storytelling um, with Mm -hmm. anger or a negative opinion saying it is garbage and you're a fool to like it. You know, Um, I I think that is part of our defensive reaction of Mm -hmm. fine. You don't like it. Whistle and walk away. Great. Mm -hmm. Um, Write a review. But why are you trying to control what it is and say, Mm -hmm. I'm wrong for, uh, for loving it because I think it, 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 makes us feel defensive because like it's given me all these things you know that's why i felt my my mom was <laughs> worried about me of like i i understand that's a real sunset i know there aren't x-wings up there but also like it's really getting me through school in this move to think about x-wings up there so don't bleep and take it from me mom yeah yeah <laughs> don't you dare don't you take these x-wings from me mom mm-hmm. um I'll I'll just say this one real quick because I know I've mentioned it multiple times, but once I got to being a teen and I I was not being loud and proud about it at school, but I finally Mm -hmm. had uh, the original trilogy on VHS and was watching them a lot and, you know, appreciating them on a deeper level than I could as a kid. And my dad uh, started to teach me to play the drums, which is something I really wanted, but I was afraid I couldn't do. And having it finally click that I needed to practice and I needed to be able to count the beats and know the beats and things like that. But also once I finally got to that place where my hands and my feet could do different things at a different time, it felt like tapping into the force and it felt like uh, everything that Yoda was saying to Luke and Empire Strikes Back suddenly made like a deeper sense to me. So I, I always feel like my dad and Yoda taught me to play the drums. Love them. Yeah. <laughs> the image of, of of a of a Yoda doll like a life life size scale one to six scale plush or something with Yoda on your shoulder <laughs> as you drum more yeah concentrate mm-hmm. concentrate mm, paradiddle um all right any other thoughts on that one Ken no I lo- love this I mean I I had some notes on this and but I just was like I, there's so much to this Brian and Fraser you guys have both asked wonderful questions that are similar to me of just like trying to explain how can you explain um, true love in your heart. It's sometimes hard. A, a fancy letter, uh, a, a Hallmark card, none of it really captures the spirit of love. You just know it. You just know it and you feel it and it's always going to be a constant struggle to try to share that joy with others to pull them in. 
Absolutely. Well said. Thanks for the deep questions. Uh, we always like to hear other people's answers. So if anybody wants to, you know, uh, tweet or, or respond in the YouTube comments or anything and, and share these kind of moments for you where Star Wars really made a difference, we're always excited to hear those. Uh, we are going to take a quick break and we'll be back with one more question and a power of the light side. Back in a moment. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
And we are back here on Cues of the Force. We have some more A's to introduce to the Cues. This one uh, comes to us on, on Twitter uh, from Leans, L-E-E-N-S, Leans. Uh, Lean says, I'm a relatively new listener and have really enjoyed your podcast, especially Cues of the Force and Figure Fights, using the latter for my submission to the former. I'm curious, if you were a character in Star Wars, what kind of character would you be in what era and how would your character translate to your action figure? For example, I see myself as an ISB tech specialist, but learning the Empire's true evil intents eventually defect to the Rebellion. So my action figure accessories will be a hollow pad and maybe an Imperial code cylinder that's kind of like a skeleton key that can unlock all kinds of stuff. Uh, doesn't need to have a lot of articulation as long as the figure can hold the hollow pad and cylinder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, not sure what the chances are of this even making it through, but I had to try. Ha ha. Thanks and may the force be with you. Hey, Leans, it made it through. This is a great fun question great to hear uh from newer listeners as well great to hear uh which which episodes are speaking to you so thank you for sharing that and thank you for this great and fun question we got some really deep questions and we got some action figure questions that is star wars for me uh and action figures also can be very deep to me uh but ken where do you go with this and how important to you is it that your figure can actually hold the accessories it's 80% important. I, I, I used to always struggle <laughs> on getting like, even with like the GI Joe guns into their hands without breaking their thumbs. And so if, if I felt I, I, you know, I could put them on the table next to them and then maybe they can. <laughs> um, but yeah, you do want it. You do want that. The, oh yeah. The yeah. No. Else. Yeah. I, I need, I need my figure to hold the accessories. Unacceptable. I'm yeah. n- none of this standing by them. Nope. Yeah. And, and that, you know, you, you all know it out there. You, you, you open up that, that figure. I don't care. Ken or Hasbro, whatever era. And and you put the the accessory in their hands, and sometimes it's a perfect snug fit. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and you almost hear a click, and other times you're like, "Why is this blaster just like wobbling around in the hand? What's different about this versus the other ones?" Yeah, why is it pointed in like uh, way, way, way the wrong angle? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, where do you go with this? This is a fascinating question. Uh, we've got the general mm-hmm. like uh, accessories questions or action figure kind of questions before, but Lean Spot's a great spin on this of. Uh, what era would we be making it through and what kind of character? So where do you go? Yeah, uh, I have, I'm trying to look back at past answers. I used to do a jokey one. <laughs> I, I did it on my old pal, Nick Mundy's show of uh, speaking to someone who I argue with about Star Wars a lot. Love you, Nick. Um, I created like, I wanted to be during the the, the prequel era and be a, um, before the fall of the Jedi and be a, a robe maker who was selling the robes to the Jedi, like at a shop <laughs> like a growth business at the time. But um, that that's been my answer. But I, I over the years I've, I've um, God, this is an old spotlight Star Wars episode. So leans go way back when I would mm. just barf into microphones by myself in my old apartment uh, for spotlight Star Wars episodes. I had a character called uh, uh, a nap hot Zock. <laughs> um, I figured, you know, I've been love talking into microphones and all that stuff going back to since I was three. That just makes a lot of sense. So uh, a broadcaster, but then it'd be, I think the eras change over the years. I, I think I'd be fascinated about it being between episode three and four, this era, this, this era we're seeing this age of rebellion, but emerging um, rebellion, because I'd love to be some sort of broadcaster on the hollow net uh, you know, playing some Star Wars music out there, actually, you know, playing la- hot tune coming out of Tatooine, lapty neck. Uh, here we go. <laughs> and, but, but now having, a, you know, a little bit of a greater, uh, you know, sense of purpose, not that I have a greater purpose, but just a sense of, hey, I want what I do to have some sort of uh, message and matter. 
and being being trying to get the word of the rebellion out, dropping codes. You know, this, hey, this tune's coming out from Luthen, sends this one to Mon, and it's, you know, and just transferring information through song requests and news updates all around the galaxy and, and putting that character in that timeline. And then, of course, so action figure, you need to have some sort of headphones on the guy, but it'll be the, the Kenner melded on mm. uh, uh, headphones. <laughs> uh, you know, so sunglasses, little Wolfman Jack, old DJ energy or something like that. We're not talking Lobot around the back of the head, or we're talking about no, the top of the head, right? The top of the head, just some good old fashioned, you know, almost like uh, almost like Obi Wan piloting a ship in the prequel era, right? That mm. <laughs> they don't have a helmet; they have like a Bluetooth headset on, you know. Um, that, and then as far as accessories, you definitely would need like kind of something Lando has when he was recording the, the Lando Chronicles there. So you have that, so that would have uh, a version of that. But then I, I definitely would want, I'm going to be recording on the go, especially if the Empire finds out what I'm doing and I got to move from system to system, like a radio man going from town to town, getting a radio job, um, ending up at W-O-L-D-D-D for your Harry Chapin fans. And I want the, I want the Qui-Gon Jinn uh, uh, communicator from Phantom Menace. Oh, the no. Schick Razor? Schick Razor. So I want that accessory. And then the final accessory is I want a, a pointer. Why? Because who doesn't want a Crick's mating pointer for no real reason? And maybe just something. Don't want a blaster, just want a pointer. Just for, for scratching your back, if, if your character articulates that way. I'm notorious for having a back scratcher near me at a lot of times. I'm an itchy man, apparently. So it all comes together, Joseph. You're really hitting the core themes <laughs> of my life there. And uh, yes, uh, so there you go. That that's That's the accessories that I want there. Okay, so I this is my most important question. Uh, well, mm-hmm. this this makes a ton of sense, and it's great. The era, the themes, everything. Now, the question for me always with the characters who aren't like Jedi or bounty hunters or weird aliens means how do you mm-hmm. make their outfits exciting? So, are you wearing Han Solo Lando like clothing? Um, are you yeah. do you have a a, a a uniform like a cloud car pilot? What do you what's your what's on your body? I I think if you're if you're gonna go at like a like a there's two ways to look at a at an old radio rock man right. It, um, most of my broadcasting was done in sweatpants um, when I was the graveyard DJ. So there's that, but then there's the public appearance version, right? And that's where you're maybe putting on a leather jacket. Uh, so, and, and, you know, uh, some stylish pants, maybe some John Lennon circle shade glasses that I had when I was in radio. Did I look cool kids? Not really. Um, did I feel it? Yeah. So, yeah. So I'd want some, uh, first, so the figure would have the headphones on, like I said, but it would have long hair, like a Qui-Gon, like but the hard plastic hair that doesn't really move, but it indicates this character has long hair. Uh, I'd want that. Then I'd want a good Star Wars, like leather jacket. It'd be perfect for that. Yeah, with uh, maybe like a rebellion patch, like uh, Poe's, yeah. like Poe has. But it'd be like the radio station's patch, right? And it'd be secret code in there. Um, maybe it's fulcrum radio, you know. Um, <laughs> and then some good pants with some stripes down the side, and a, oh, and, a, yeah. and, a, and a shirt, not unlike Han and New Hope, that is unbuttoned more than you remember. <laughs> yeah, you're showing some chest. Do you want some articulated hair? I mean, if depending on the era of the figure, I'm thinking early, um, 
kind of that '90s Phantom Menace era figure hair. So, oh yeah, yeah. So I, I think you can have some chest hair. Why not? Why not? Yeah. They can do textures. Oh, oh, oh yeah. In terms of chest hair. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Take a little uh, brush and just just do some dappling. Put some put some hair on. <laughs> on so not like not like fully molded bumps. Yeah. That are painted, yeah. but just <laughs> little want, paint marks. I don't want fully molded bumps on my chest. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Who does? So I like this. So so somebody would pass this in the aisle and they would do like a little. Uh, they would look twice. Uh, yes. uh, yeah. they do a skull as they used to say in uh, vaudeville. Um, and they would see, Oh, cool. It's a, it's a, a pirate, a, a radio pirate. Yeah, yes. And I, I did do pirate radio for six months of my career. So yeah. Gory and shard air. Here we go. There we go. Well, uh, mm. our answers are, uh, different, uh, but shockingly similar. Uh, in that we picked the same era in the same general um, idea of uh, pirate broadcasting. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I would want to be a Jedi. I would always want to be a Jedi. But be interesting to have an action figure of a Jedi during the Imperial era, so they're not necessarily just wearing, you know, a standard Jedi issue. I know there's a lot of variety, but sometimes you can get it can get a little similar in the in the prequel era. Um, so yeah, I was thinking about uh, you know a Jedi doing a rebel you know podcast from a, a hidden location. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe the Jedi is uh, also using their sneaking abilities to film uh, Imperial uh, poor behavior and <laughs> sneaking that out, <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so people can see what the Empire is really up to. Um, I think for the actual action figure, I would like to have. Uh, maybe a little bit of a of a blue shirt vibe like uh like kenobi i would like that to make that the official outfit of uh jedi who are sad and hiding out oh yeah 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 absolutely <laughs> put on your blue shirt of mourning like kenobi and then I, i'd still want a jedi robe uh and i think i would want it molded out of plastic but i would want it tattered because i would have thought that was really cool in like 99 2000 oh, like yeah. a sort of molded plastic battle damaged Jedi robe. So like still some Jedi vibes, but torn up, man. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Externalizing it. the trauma to, to my tattered plastic Jedi robe. Um, and then for accessories, uh, I, I would want some, some space gear. I would like a, a space, uh, microphone that looks a little like big oldie time, you know, Sinatra, uh, singing, uh, with a big band kind of big, chunky microphone but with some weird bits added to it maybe two spikes on the side <laughs> love that. yeah so it looks like it could double as a, a microphone or a weapon uh similar thing with like a, a little handheld sort of camcorder thing yeah that you're you're describing some real mid 90s shadows of the empire accessories and i love it <laughs> yeah like oh well no, they could they could uh record with that or they could yeah. fight prince zizor with that for yeah. sure flat top chewy has this here yeah <laughs> A flat top Chewie is, is truly uh, a figure of its ex- act, exact age. Like that, that's the month that that came out is yep. being celebrated by that yep. action figure. Yep. Um, I would also, of course, because I'm a Jedi, I would need uh, an ignited lightsaber and the hilt. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe it's disguised. Maybe it's like got some like, you know, other other kid on it. Or maybe there's a little bit of kind of plastic wrapped around it. So it's not as obviously a, a lightsaber hilt. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely need that. And then final thing, uh, this version of me who is who's doing uh, uh, pirate radio and coordinating with that that other pirate, mm-hmm. 
having a little bit of a hard time, right? So uh, th- yeah, there, yeah. there would also be a bottle of space booze. Oh yeah, you got to have that, and yeah. and that would put a, a certain rating or something on the uh, on the figure <laughs> for the packaging. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, uh, some of those Attack of the Clones figures come with drinks and death sticks, so I That's think true. that we can get away with it. That's true. Looking at you, Ahmed Beck. Yep. Yep. So there we go. Those are our action figures of one another podcasting. <laughs> so there you go. So uh, to all the listeners, uh, you know, who want to do some art of this, uh, take all those words we put on the table and, and make a make them into artist renditions of those. <laughs> uh, that is a ton of fun. A ton mm-hmm. of fun. Thank you, uh, Leans, for being a new listener and for the great yeah. question. Uh, any final thoughts on that one, Ken? No, no. Ken Hot Sock lives. Or excuse me, Nap, <laughs> nap Hot Sock lives. <laughs> we are going to move on then to our Power of the Light Side segment. If you're a patron on Patreon, uh, we accept these uh, submissions all the time of something uh, joyful or uh, fun or just rewarding, important about Star Wars. Uh, you can scroll down the post section. And you'll see the picture of Obi-Wan Kenobi smiling at the Skywalker twins. And that's where you can add these. Uh, Our one today comes from Christopher Ferreira. Christopher says, hello, Joseph and Ken. I've been struggling to tell this story, specifically how to make it clear that it's a positive story. I'll cut right to it. On December 18th, 2015, my grandmother passed away. She had been suffering from severe dementia from Alzheimer's and had been living with her family since 2012, the day the world was supposed to end. 12, 12, 12. I had just started my freshman year of college and school had just ended for winter break the same day. I had plans for some high school friends to pick me up, and I'm sure uh, some listeners have put together, take me to see The Force Awakens. We had second showing premiere night tickets, and I had been anticipating this since I was a child prequel fan. Got the call of the news a few hours before the premiere. In a way, I wasn't bothered. She had been suffering for a long time, and we had done all we could to make it easy for her. She got to meet my wonderful girlfriend, now wife, and I had last seen her in good health and good spirits a month prior. I missed the rapid decline. But with the the panic of packing up my clothes and things for the long break and my anticipation of Star Wars, I was surprisingly unbothered. The rest of the day went as planned. My friend picked me up. We met up with a few more old friends and we went into the show. I yelled at the opening crawl, grabbing my friend and shaking him as I exclaimed, I can't believe I'm watching this. Mm. The movie played through and I was having a wonderful time. Then the climax of the movie. Han Solo is stepping out to meet his son and I felt a pit in my stomach. When Kylo makes his decision, I cried. Silently, but I cried. The whole weight of the day crushed me. I lost two childhood heroes that day, my beloved grandma and Han Solo. But when my friend noticed, he kindly leaned over and calmly asked if I was okay. I smiled and replied yes, because this movie hadn't beaten me down. In fact, I felt relieved. Letting out that emotion was the last part of my grieving. The situation had been something I was preparing for in college, but Star Wars spurred and translated my emotional breach. I left the movie theater happy to have seen Star Wars and made it home and cried some more with my mom we were both sad, but accepting and relieved. The Force Awakens will always hold a special place in my heart for how it helped me process a dramatic day. That's my story, hopefully plain and clear. Thanks for listening to Force Center. Love you all. Thank you so much, Christopher. The power and the beauty of the story is very clear that it is ultimately a 
positive thing of Star Wars helping you through a difficult time, a difficult moment. Ken, what are your thoughts? Well, I'll say this, and I, I, may have, I might have some jokes and laughter in my answer, but Christopher and I read, read over this uh, uh, this morning. I, I got home late last night before our recording session. I, I, I did uh, shed a tear over a, a nice, wonderful breakfast burrito. So, Christopher, uh, uh, touched by your story, I just sat down to enjoy breakfast. And I, well, what's Joseph got for me today? And 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 this got me. Um, so, really appreciate you sharing this. And, and love you, man. We, we we love having friends like you here. And, and, and not making... Um, you know, we set up top talking about how we explain how we love Star Wars and try not to be negative and stuff like that. But I, 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 I keep saying I'm a little more grumpy these days. I was even in a, a professional meeting last week of this new job I had. And I just said, guys, I warn you, I get grumpy about this stuff. <laughs> about and, there, and this is the reason. And, and you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm more interested in politics and politically active in, in, in terms of just what I watch and read and research than I was in the past. But State of the Union still aren't my favorite things. Like, I, it's just, it's, it's, it's this weird theater of the politics to me. This is a very personal thing for me. It doesn't mean they're not saying valuable things or that we shouldn't pay attention. I just don't engage with them as much as I do other things in the political process. But I, one of the things I love in them is when the president will be like, and out in the crowd is this person. Please stand. This person experienced this and it backs up my point. And here's why we should fight for this person and that kind of thing. You know that feeling? Mm hmm. I feel that when I'm yelling at a comic in a green room <laughs> or <laughs> no, you shan't uh, 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 disparage the Gungans in front of me. It's not for everything that's about my journey. It's Christopher's journey. It's, it's the people who come to our discord and be like, Oh, I just love, I, can I tell you all? I love this scene and caravan of courage and no, please no one make fun of me. And, and, and when I always say that thing of like, I'm here to defend Star Wars, not the company, not the brand, not the movies, not George Lucas, not Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, I'm not here to defend that. I'm here to defend Christopher. So when someone comes to me nowadays and says, oh, Force Awakens, oh, so derivative of episode four. They had a larger Death Star and a trench run. I, I can go, yeah, yeah, I totally get it. I felt some of those things too. Um, but you don't, it, it, that cannot override what Christopher's experiencing here and what he did mm-hmm. and what he's sharing. That's why I love Star Wars. That's why you and I come back every week with Jennifer. That's why we're still here. It's these stories. Uh, so as I'm, I'm shedding a tear into a, mm-hmm. a wonderful breakfast I had, Christopher, in your honor, here, your grandmother's honor, I, this is why I keep coming back. And the, this is the power, the true power of Star Wars. Yeah. And some salt to that breakfast burrito. Mm. Very, <laughs> very well said. Um, and, and I really agree. It, it is so important to be uh, open and aware to the power of these stories. And, and I try to to remember that even for stories that don't connect for me, maybe there's something in them, even outside of Star Wars, uh, you know, other genres or things that I don't connect to. Of What, what are people finding in them? that they need in that moment. That's, that's helpful. That's why we tell stories. It gets, there is a corporate part of it. These are made by corporations, uh, but they're also made by artists who are, Mm. who are working through things and and putting their soul in them. And I just never want to get so cynical that I don't see or feel those things. And, and these stories are such an amazing uh, reminder of them. And uh, I, I can really relate, uh, Christopher, to your your story. I I am pretty good at compartmentalizing, in in particularly um, when it comes to sort of big emotional things. I will, you know, uh, feel like I am upset, and then and I will deal with that later because <laughs> I gotta mm-hmm. keep going. And I think in, in some of the moments lately that have really moved me in Star Wars in the last few years. 
um, I think it, it has been uh, emotions coming out uh, in emotions about all sorts of things, all sorts of losses, the, uh, the, the trauma that I think the entire world is still processing mm-hmm. uh, with what we went through with COVID and, and many, many people are still struggling with um, so much uh, uncertainty and um, so much anger. And, and uh, I think I feel a, a lot of those things that everybody is in a place where they are having a a hard time and we need one another Mm -hmm. and i think for me it's it's release and catharsis of those emotions of how good it feels when somebody gives you what you need um that's why i the the kenobi moment where uh grumpy old uh uh, uncle owen goes you want to meet him and Mm -hmm. kenobi and luke get what they need um it, it's it's why ray uh connecting with uh, all the jedi that have come before before and hearing what she needs to hear alone never have you been mm-hmm. gets me because it, it's about that moment of catharsis of we all need this we all we all need for people to to help us um i went to that screening of return of the jedi on on may the 4th that i talked about which was it was great on many levels um, for what you're talking about, Ken. Um, it was so powerful to hear people applaud so much for, for Carrie Fisher because people, that was people who need Carrie Fisher, who need yeah. Leia, who need the strength and the kindness and the resilience uh, that is in those films and that Carrie Fisher uh, broadcast to the world. Uh, there was no way to not feel <laughs> mm-hmm. that people need that and are getting it from Star Wars and from this character all these years later. Um, and there were a lot of different things about that that screening. I had had a, a, a rough day uh, the Tuesday before May 4th. I had had a really, really rough day where just mm-hmm. sort of everything, it was one of those days where just like every little thing was a reminder of the challenges of family stuff, um, aging stuff, career stuff. And it was one of those just sort of like, I need to just let myself hit emotional rock bottom today days. Yeah. Uh, and I think I processed that screening of Return of the Jedi differently because I had been to that like, okay, just today, I'm going to give up. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm fine. I'm safe. But it was like, eh, no pep talk self, just. Yeah. Uh, and I just let myself feel like bleep. Uh, and then coming back to that return of the Jedi screening and being picked up by it in lots of different ways and seeing the movie in a fresh light. I can't remember if I mentioned this. I got teary, uh, at Leia telling Han that Luke is her brother and Han processing that. And it was a weird moment because, the audience was just totally on board with every beat of Han's processing in the comedy of it, of Han being like, what, what mm-hmm. about the kid? Wait, Oh damn. Mm-hmm. That means we can be together in that dime dropping for Han. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never fully processed it as a moment where Han had been incredibly vulnerable of like, you love him. Don't you? I understand. Um, I'll, I'll, right. I'll, I won't make any problem. I'll go away. And like, I'd never really fully processed it at the depth of what that truth is for Han of Mm -hmm. a moment of we won, but she's gone 
I finally can admit to myself that I truly love someone, truly need someone. I'm willing to be all in. And for just a second, he loses it all Mm -hmm. in his mind. And then she reaffirms, no, no, I'm right here. And I want you too. And I'd never felt it on that emotional level. And I was laughing Mm -hmm. and crying at the same time. (laughs) Just a great feeling. Yeah. Is very, very weird. And and just uh, exciting and wonderful that something that I've, you know, seen a million times can still affect me differently like that Han and moment. Yeah, that's the power of all of this here. And as we we in our own state of union say, Christopher, stand up. Everyone will meet Christopher. Here's his story. As we go through that, we share it. You can sometimes uh, take that kind of stuff on. And, and it doesn't mean that, you know, I was I, I am still struggling with Jedi Survivor, but I, I realize, man, other people aren't. And that's wonderful. And I got I will defend that and connect with that. And who knows, one day this will hit me or one will hit me differently. Um, you know, these movies become wallpaper to, to folks like you and I because they're just on and we've lived them and we quote them and you know every trivia answer. But that's why I always push for uh, go beyond that. What does it mean? Yeah. How does it make you feel? Yeah. What does it mean to people? What does it mean to you and being open to what it means to other people too? Uh, this has been a surprisingly emotional episode of Views <laughs> of the Force. Sometimes we think we get, do you think Boba Fett will pop up in Mandalorian season four, which is emotional too, because uh, yeah. Boba Fett uh, moved us both as well. Any final thoughts on this before we wrap up, Ken? Uh, no, thanks for sharing this, uh, uh, Christopher. I uh, really love it. Uh, I promise not to be yelling at a comic in a green room and being like, well, let me introduce you to my friend, Christopher. Let me DM him right now. It <laughs> uh, means a lot. And, and um, you know, much love to you, your family. Uh, your mother, uh, your grandma's memory, and a Han Solo's memory, too. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much, Christopher. Thank you, everyone who sent in questions. We'll be getting to more and more power of the light sides. But like I said, if you want to make a submission, uh, feel free to do so. In the meantime, I will process uh, not being able to play Jedi Survivor right now. But we'll see about that in the future. Ken, where can people find us? Hey, you can find us at Force Center Pod on Twitter or on Instagram and YouTube as well. Subscribe over there. Hey, don't don't forget to check out the latest episode of Figure Fights up last week. Uh, but Alex and Molly Damon back for one big final round with them and a series of four shows we taped with them. So check that out. Uh, we're on uh, Facebook as well as Force at Force Center Podcast. Uh, merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. Find the podcast uh, pretty much everywhere. Just search or find us, but Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, tune in, all those spots. Uh, as Joseph said, support us directly at patreon.com slash force center and get into that discord where I can sometimes be like, oh, I apologize to anyone who saw me yelling about Survivor on that stream because that was bad. Um, <laughs> we, we get we get real in there. Uh, follow me at CatNapsock. Go to my website, CatNapsock.com for more. Sir, you. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. You can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Mastodon, TikTok. Uh, <laughs> Man, it's weird to list them all together. I'm not on Bloodle yet, uh, but send me a send me a Bloodletation, and maybe I'll check that out. Uh, yeah, so uh, my handle everywhere is at Joseph Scrimshaw. And uh, if you are listening as this is being broadcast, I believe I'm getting close uh, to being funded on the Kickstarter for this short film that I'm working on. Uh, Ken is uh, going to be one of the actors in this. I'm very excited. Uh, Four Center listeners have been uh, exceedingly supportive and very generous. If you're interested at all and want to check out the, the film, it is called The Nightmare Adorable. And you can find the campaign by going to my social media or just searching for Joseph Scrimshaw on Kickstarter. But for now, for myself, for Ken, for all of the different reasons that Star Wars can move you, this has been Cues of the Force. Mm-hmm.
deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.